You're listening to the More to Life podcast. In each episode, we'll talk with authors and artists about what happened in their life, where they are now, and how they can help you, while ultimately pointing you to the author of life, Jesus. As guests share their stories, we hope that you'll discover purpose and meaning to all of the moments in your life, whether they be messy, mundane, or monumental. In other words, we hope you'll find more to life. Thanks for joining us. This is the More to Life podcast, and today we have with us author Julie Zine Coleman. Thanks for being here, Julie. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. And how exciting. She was just telling us how she just won an award for her new book, On Purpose. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your book and the award that you just won? Yes. So On Purpose, Understanding God's Freedom for Women Through Scripture. What I wrote the book about was the, the passages in the Bible that deal directly with women and are traditionally taught to limit women in, in many ways in the church and in the home. And so I wanted to just take a look at those passages once again. I'm a seminary graduate and I really know how to d- dig deep. And so that's what I did. I used all the tools I got in seminary and looked through each of these passages and, and to see what they truly meant and, and not bring any meaning to them, but just see what's there in black and white. So my idea is let's take another look because the problem is, is women are leaving the church and sometimes even walking away from God because of what he thinks of them, what he they think he thinks of them. And I believe they're believing a lie. And so we need to just really look at what God's word truly says, because every word is from him. And it's just so important we get it right. Yeah, it does seem like a pretty hot topic these days. <laughs> yes, it- so was that, did that make it challenging to write with it yeah. being a... Actually, it wasn't challenging because I just was doing a Bible study. Okay. So the the one passage that really almost did me was First Corinthians 11. I could not figure that one out for the longest time. But generally speaking, it wasn't hard to see what was going on. The big thing I really took into consideration was the context mm-hmm. of each verse. Mm-hmm. Because traditional views on women in the church... They they pick, you know, one verse out of context here and another verse mm-hmm. out of context there and one over here. And then they group them all together and say, here's our doctrine on women. But context is everything mm-hmm. because you can make the Bible say whatever you want it to say if you're willing to pull verses out of context. So not that I'm saying that, that that's what was happening, right. but we just have to be really careful about mm-hmm. context. So that was really my main study is why was this written at mm-hmm. that particular time and to whom was it written? Because mm-hmm. that's really important. What was going on at the time? And also just how does it fit in with the whole, the whole of the epistle or book, the whole of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And and just looking at all of those things, things became very clear for me. Hmm. Well, okay. So you said First Corinthians 11. 11? Yes. Well, I always thought a tricky one. Well, you've got this one verse, I think it's verse two, that says God is, is head over Christ. Christ is head over man and man is head over woman. And so what do you do with that? How is God head over Christ? I mean, Christ was obedient to God the Father when he was here on earth, but he gave up his glory before he came to earth, Mm -hmm. and then he received it back when he went back to heaven. So I don't believe that Christ is subservient to God at all. They're equal. They're all one being, Mm -hmm. you know, and so... So that verse was troubling, and I know there's a whole thing going around about that in the in the evangelical community, but I just was really concerned. And there were a couple other verses. Paul seemed to be contradicting himself, hmm. like woman is the glory of man in one thing. And then later on, he would say that we're all, you know, God created us all for his glory. Mm-hmm. And so it just seemed like he was like going back and forth. And so I struggled with it for a long time, and, and I, the, the, there was like a couple of statements 
that were stated. And then there was one main statement about women wearing head covering. And then it says, however, in the Lord, and he goes on to contradict those earlier statements. Mm. So I thought, why is he? And then it dawned on me, starting in chapter seven, Paul is responding to their questions in their letter to him. Mm -hmm. And I thought, interesting, is he doing that now? Is he reminding them of what their rationale was for this head covering thing? And then he says, however, in the Lord, and then he gives what he believes, mm -hmm. which, you know, straight from the mouth of God. So, yes. Yeah. And so anyway, when I figured it out, it's called a chiastic structure. Okay. And it's very, very prevalent in all the New Testament, also in the Old Testament. You wouldn't know it unless you knew Greek or Hebrew. <laughs> but it's so a, no, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> but the rabbis used it constantly. Okay. And so it would be A, B, C, and however many. And then D is the like the, the main idea. Okay. And then C prime goes back to the C statement, then B prime goes back to the B statement, they're related, and A prime goes back to the A statement. Wow. And so when I saw that that's what it was, chiastic, all of a sudden the whole thing popped for Clicked. me. Yeah. I, I worked, I gave three weeks for each chapter. I spent six weeks on 1 Corinthians 11, and I wasn't any nearer to what I was <laughs> needed to be. But when that popped for me, I wrote the chapter in two days. Wow. You just, so, yeah. But I kept saying, and it was, it was, six weeks i was like lord i'm getting behind on my deadline <laughs> oh, but, that's, but yeah good i mean you have to kind of wait for that to kind of click well yes and come to you yes, and for god to make that clear i was totally dependent on him right and every every day i'd sit down and i'd say okay lord show me what you want to show me mm -hmm. lead me to write what you want me to you know write I, i'm just i'm in your hands mm -hmm. so you know yeah, it really comes down to trusting too, especially when you get yes. close to that deadline and yes. you're like, okay, what's going to happen here? And then when he just shows up, it's like amazing. Yeah. I mean, then you know it's God. Fortunately for me, Kriegel was very patient. I good. did get an extra month. <laughs> <laughs> that's helpful too. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Right. So you brought up something about like contradictions mm -hmm. when you like read something and some verses seem to contradict. What do you do when that happens? When you're Well, I look at structure and see what's going on okay. there and which was what made that pop for me. Okay. But yeah, there are things that seem to contradict each other. Like Paul says in chapter 14 in 1 Corinthians, women are to be silent in the church. Mm -hmm. But he talks about in chapter 11 that they, that when they're prophesying, they should cover their head. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so which is it? Right. Right. So you have to dig in and find out what's going on in that particular chapter, which I loved doing that chapter, chapter oh. 14. So, oh, okay. but yeah, so there's, there's a lot of things like that. And there's there's first uh, Timothy two where he talks about, I suffer not a woman to teach usurping mm -hmm. authority for men she needs to be quiet and learn and learn in submission and so what I do with that when I'm looking at people like Priscilla and her husband Aquila mm -hmm. who are teaching the famous preacher mm -hmm. Apollos or other teachers that Paul mentions in in uh, Romans sixteen and in other places that are seriously having an impact with their teaching and well, how do how are those two statements you know, mm -hmm. not in con contradiction mm -hmm. with each other. So that was, and when I study the Bible, I ask questions, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, I print out, I do the structure of the thing. I look up the important words, Greek or Hebrew that seem that I need to know what they are. And I pray over it and I look for, I do a lot of heavy observation because we kind of skip over that when we're studying the yeah. Bible. We'll read it once and say, okay, well, I think it means and mm -hmm. that's way too soon. Mm -hmm. So when I teach Bible study, we, we spend a whole session on just observation. What do you see? What's repeated? What seems to be emphasized? What are, what's related to each other? There's just a whole list of things. Okay. And when I do that, then I, and then the whole time I'm asking questions and I write down my questions. So when I'm researching, 
I'm looking for the answers in the text, mm -hmm. but, you know, commentaries can help, of course, and, and scholars in their articles. That's all important. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it's got to be between me and God in the text. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So contradictions, questions, that's all part of it. Okay. Yeah. And there's always plenty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you have like the same set of questions you kind of ask when you go to a passage? That, I do. It's actually yeah. on my website, oh, okay, cool. .com. Mm -hmm. You look under, I think it's resources. Website's pretty new, so I yeah. don't know where everything is yet, but it, it is in there and it's just um, good observation techniques Okay. and it's a free download. So if oh. anybody's interested and email me if you have questions, because I would love you know, on the website. Absolutely. Um, I would love to answer questions because I want people in the word of God. Yeah. It's, it's the only way, you That's... know, don't take my word for anything. <laughs> Find out yourself, right? That's you so have the Holy great. Spirit. Mm -hmm. He can lead you, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I want to check that out then. That sounds very helpful. So what about now you're married? Right? I am. Okay. And 42 years. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Now, how does your husband fit into like your ministry? Or he is huge in it. Yeah. He's a, he knows his Bible better than anybody I know. And so he's my first editor. And oh, okay. so he'll, you know, he'll call me out on stuff if I haven't proven what mm -hmm. I'm saying or, you know, if I'm going off on a rabbit trail, get rid of this paragraph, Julie. <laughs> doesn't go with your main idea but we need people like that yes yeah. and and in the formation of the chapters he, he he's so helpful in helping me you know stick to the main thing and so i i adore him for that yeah. when we got married we were in a very conservative mm -hmm. denomination i wore a head covering when we're not allowed to speak and so i grew up thinking that was what it should be and you know because they have a verse for that <laughs> yeah right and lots of verses and so I always believed in that and so when we were getting married and he was from the same nomination we were reading each other our vows before the wedding we'd written them and I used the word obey in mine he said mm. oh don't use the word obey and I said mm. it's in the bible <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just you know so determined to you know I, to do what the bible says of uh -huh. course it's the word yeah. of god right but he was always, he had a broader view of what was going on with those passages that I ended up using in my Bible, in my uh, book. He just always looked bigger mm -hmm. and, and he had a lot of objections to things and he would ask questions. So when I ended up going to seminary at age 50, I had taught for school for 20 years, but the okay. Lord was calling me out of that into writing and speaking. So okay. I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I better know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> I went to seminary, but my professors were kind of long traditional lines. Uh -huh. And, but there were all these questions that my, my husband said, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And, wow. and so I'd ask and, you know, they would pretty much just give me the pat answer, mm -hmm. but it wasn't satisfactory to me. I thought, no, there's got to be more mm -hmm. than that, you know. So he was generally, my husband was generally the guy who kind of moved me along on the right like path yeah. to understand what the Bible's really saying about women. Yeah, it seems very influ influential then yes. in the reason you supportive, wrote yeah. extremely supportive. Yeah. And, you know, you would think some men right. would be, you know, threatened by that. Yeah, He's my biggest cheerleader. That's awesome. So, but we're a team. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> over each other. We're just working together, doing the Lord's work, serving Him. You know. That's so great. Yeah. So oh, good. it is a good marriage. I'm very you're fortunate. You're help me to each other. We just are. Like you're supposed to be. We yeah, are exactly. Exactly. Very cool. So you were talking a little bit about your upbringing. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what led you to write on this topic? It or? was a part of the story. Okay. Um, I don't. It was conservative, but people in my home church that I grew up in loved the Word of God, mm -hmm. and they took personal responsibility to mm -hmm. know what it said. Mm -hmm. 
So that's what my influence was. Always I was looking in the Bible for myself and I was loved unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And so I take those gems Mm -hmm. from my childhood and I carry them with me always. So I'm, um, you know, I don't agree with probably some of those elders are rolling over in their graves now that this book is published. But I just, you know, I don't have any hard feelings. I don't, you know, I'm not angry or anything. I just, I love those people, but I just really need to say what I think the Bible mm-hmm. says. So the book was written in love. I'm not mm-hmm. there to judge because, you know, basically everyone wants to do what the mm-hmm. Bible says. So the bigger question is, well, what does it say? Mm-hmm. And that's why I wrote the book because mm-hmm. I felt like it hadn't been researched well enough that plain reading won't do it. It's a 2000 year old document. We need to know what it would have meant to the original readers with their historical context, with what we see else going on in the New Testament. I mean, it, it just wasn't deep enough. Mm-hmm. So I have no, I have no bad feelings yeah. about it. Yeah. I love that. You can, you can tell that in your books. I Good. feel like you're not pushing an agenda. Like you said, you're just speaking the truth and you can tell it just comes from the study that you've been doing. It's God speaking through you and you use scripture and yeah. I mean, we're all going to be in the same heaven, <laughs> right? We're all going to be sitting next to each other right? in the pews yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is we have up there. And yeah. so, you know, yeah, we're brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ and we can't let this be a divisive issue. Yeah. So being non-divisive means approaching something with an open mind. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're stuck in a, you know, in a place where I already know that, uh, that never works out well. Mm-hmm. You know, be open to reading the scripture again, get everything off of your agenda list and just say, what does it really say? Because yeah. I was willing for anything. Like when I wrote my first book on Jesus and women called Unexpected Love, I would approach a passage and say, okay, I know, I know what everybody says about Martha and Mary. Mary was good. She was on Jesus' feet. Martha was bad because she was, <laughs> you know, cooking dinner. Right. And it always bothered me yeah. because... They're, they were called to hospitality mm-hmm. in the law, mm-hmm. right? So she was just obeying what she thought scripture said. Right. So why are we criticizing her? So I said, all right, Lord, something doesn't compute with what everybody always says. Mm-hmm. Just clean my palate. Just clean it. And let me just look at it again with the help of your Holy Spirit. And he gave me such great stuff for that chapter. I was dreading writing it. And it just turned out to be great. So if we just do ourselves a disservice if we have our minds made up when we're approaching a passage yeah. of scripture, because what if we're wrong? Yeah, that's true. We do come with a lot of preconceptions. Oh yes. Right. We yeah. all do. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. But I just pray it in a way. I was just going to say, how do you not do that? You just have to, I just ask God to help me yeah. to do it, you know, <laughs> and just look. And when you're looking at everything new for the first time, things pop out you never saw mm. before. And it's just such a good thing. Yeah. And if you're, if you're asking the Holy Spirit's guidance, he's not going to lead you astray. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, he'll lead you and, and, and guide and, and teach. Mm-hmm. That's what he's there for. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I know yeah. the love, I love the verse that says, if you, any of you lack wisdom, ask God who gives it to you generously without, without finding fault. So, I mean, right. It's not like he's like, what? You don't know what that means. You know, he wants to give it to you. Yes. And abundance. So yes. I love that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess last question then, are there any misconceptions that you wanted to address? in this book or is there a certain message that you want readers to take away from on purpose? I think the main message for me is take another look at the passages. I don't think that Paul, I think Paul loved women. A lot of people think, Oh, Paul had a thing about women. Right. He did. He loved them (laughs) and he worked with them in leadership and other capacities and just was fully supportive of them. 
So, you know, don't walk away from the Bible because you think Paul hated women or, or throw out those verses, because I think you're, you're misunderstanding where he was going, you know, according to context. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot in the book that's just really convicting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Bible's the word of God. We can stand by every word. I do stand by every word. But take another look. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When something doesn't make sense, we have questions, or it's just not lining up. Right. But do it one passage at a time. because, And that's what I did with the book. Because, you know, I'll sit down with somebody to talk about it, and they just start throwing verse after verse at me. And I think, well, pick one, Mm -hmm. and let's talk about that passage. Mm -hmm. Because to, to just clump verses together, you stand a really good chance of misinterpreting mm. them individually. And now you're putting together as a group and making a doctrine, Mm-mm. not a good idea. So take your time, okay. you know, pray over it, ask God, you know, to show you. So I'm hoping to come out with an actual Bible study workbook oh, okay. that goes with the book probably next year. Oh, good. So hopefully. Will it be called On Purpose? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Oh, okay. Depends on the publisher. <laughs> okay. But I would think it would be. Okay. So yeah. but it'll be like a Bible study workbook because they do lessons a day and and uh, so it'd be good for groups if they wanted to go through these things yeah. together. So, yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. I guess something I was thinking of when you said, don't be afraid. I realize that is something that I struggle with. Like, I don't want to question it. Like what someone has taught me or right. what I feel. Yeah. And it you're feels right. very insecure, right? It does. Yeah. Well, what else have I'm I got I'm a rule wrong? follower. And so I'm like, if someone told me that, I'm going to do it. Are you a firstborn? Yes. Well, I'm an only. And so, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're really a rule <laughs> yeah. follower. I'm a rule follower too. Yeah. And like I say, I didn't question anything. I, yeah. I remember standing up in a class in, at Gordon College where I was going for my undergrad and people saying, you know, women are, you know, it's clear in the Bible. I'm telling them, of course, I got a lot of shout back from some of, some of those students, but I, I was all in, you yeah. know, until I started really understanding you know, in a different way uh-huh. through studying it, which I think it, in a good way, yeah. you know, using all those things. Yeah. And so, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. You just like opened my eyes there. I'm going to, oh, yeah, good. yeah I good. definitely want to check out that resource page that you mentioned on your website too. Yeah. So thank you well, so thank much you. for taking thank the you, time Andrea. to share your insights and oh. a little bit about your book and congratulations on your award. I know you were talking about Winning Book of the Year yes, with, the, with Golden Scrolls doing, Awards with yes. the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. That's so exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, congratulations. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the More to Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and join us again. We would also love for you to invite a friend and write a review, which helps others find our podcast. And for more encouraging stories and testimonies from authors and artists, you can also visit our website, mtlmagazine.com, where we hope you'll find more to life.